Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast, and also interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to youtube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks. This episode of Beyond Borders with Rose Gold and Kid Gravity contains opinions expressed solely from the hosts. And remember, as they said in Mortal Kombat 3, there is no knowledge that is not power. Today's hearing, you said there are other subjects that matter as well, and maybe we should spend some time on those. Is that accurate? That is correct, and they matter much, 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 much more. And I have said that. I said that in my opening, and I will say it again. You know that white supremacy and white nationalism is nowhere near, ranks nowhere near the top of the issues that are facing black America. And the reason that you are bringing them up in this room is because it is attempt to make the election all about race as the Democrats. Not in my case, Ms. Owens. I'm sorry. Please do not characterize my motive. Mr. Chairman, it's my time. It's my time. You've got your time, Mr. Meadows. I'll give you three more seconds. Every four years, you bring up race, and you knew exactly what I meant when I said hilarious, and you just tried to do live what the media does all the time to Republicans, to our president, and to conservatives, which you tried to manipulate what I said to fit your narrative, okay? I was not referring to the subject matter that is hilarious. I said it's hilarious that we are sitting in this room today, and I've got two doctors and a missus, and nobody can give us real numbers that we can respond to so we can assess how big of a threat this is, because you know that it is not as big of a threat as you are trying to make it out to be so that you can manipulate. And the audacity of you to bring up the Christchurch shooting manifesto and make it seem as if I laughed at people that were slaughtered by a homicidal maniac, maniac is, in my opinion, absolutely despicable. And I think that we should be above that. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. It is Kid Gravity, and I'm going to make this video short and sweet. Today, I'm going to review Candace Owens' new book, Blackout, How Black America Can Make Its Second Escape from the Democratic Plantation. But before I get into that, really quick, we have just... Just, 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 just reached over a thousand downloads on Captivate, which is quite an achievement because, as you know, we went on that platform back in April and it was going slow for a minute. And basically, through June, through the summertime, we had started getting more and more looks, more and more downloads. And now here we are, mid September. And we're at over a thousand. So thank you to everyone that's been listening and please continue to listen and also listen to Bonsai Bites with Rose Gold, her therapeutic business show that's coming soon. And Bet on Black with your host here, Kid Gravity. I have right now interview with rapper and actress 
Stormy Maya that's up right now. And tomorrow, September 18th, my second interview with the professional pen, Shannon E. Johnson, a Hollywood development executive and screenwriting coach, will drop everywhere, including on here at the Kid Gravity YouTube channel. So make sure you go on your favorite tuning and streaming apps like Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, and also Amazon Music. The link is in the description box. And one other thing before we start. As you know, I did an emergency show about the Made by Maddie piece. And it's been somewhat well-received. And in that, I did a, I debuted a new series that I'm calling Negroes Do Not Need Representation. And I bleeped the word Negro in there because I used the actual word. But for this review, I'm not going to use any foul language. On this series, I did one about why black people were too quick to jump the gun on that Made by Maddie piece. And if you don't know what that is, that was a Nick Jr. show that was supposed to premiere this past weekend about a black family. And the main character, the daughter, was a budding fashion designer who made her fashions come to life. And basically black folks went in on that show and got it canceled. Why you ask? Because they attributed the drawings and the characters to Matthew A. Cherry's hair love. And unfortunately they said that the creators of that show dish destroyed their integrity by stealing his concept and Nick Jr. slash Viacom, as a business, did not want to take the heat. So instead of playing it and letting it ride and then having the opinions, they just pulled the plug on the show completely, which unfortunately made an 11-year-old black girl who was the lead lose out on work. So that was my number one. Number two, coming down the pipe. I am going after Al Sharpton. Yes, I have talked about this on other shows. I am going after Al Sharpton. And one last thing. Also, this weekend, I will be talking with two brothers about the election coming up from black male perspective, because I've been seeing some disturbing things the past couple months in regards to black men in this election. So we're going to talk to them and see what their opinions are and what black males can do to secure their voice during this election. Okay, enough of that. Let's get into it. Candace Owens. She is a polarizing figure, ain't she, folk? She has been making the rounds since, I want to say, 2017, 2018 maybe 2017, when uh, I first caught wind of her, I caught wind of her name during the whole uh, doxing scandal 
that was going on with the left and Democrats, where they were doxing conservatives that they thought were racist. And her name, she was one of the names that were in there. But, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't still in the politics like that, so I ignored it. But then when she really caught my eye when Kanye West put out that tweet and said, that basically put Candace Owens over. And then I started, you know, following what she was saying and kind of find out that, you know, as I was doing my political readjusting, that a lot of things that she was saying was true. Now y'all know me, folk. I do have a problem with her. Not that she's a coon or sell out or all this, or that she married to, to her husband who happens to be white. I don't care about any of that. I had a problem with her when she did her whole piece on George Floyd and basically made Derek Chauvin, the man that had the knee on his neck, seem somewhat benevolent by bringing up George Floyd's criminal record. Now, she could explain that to me all she wants. I'm going to have a problem with it. I don't care if he was a criminal or not. At that point, you made this cop look benevolent. You gave him some sort of a pass. You gave the racist, the true racist, a chance to demonize us and basically gave this man an opportunity to get a statue. I'm not cool with that. So me and her, if we ever meet, I'm going to let her know that or if she ever hears this. I'm like, listen, I... I ride with you, but that piece, now nah, you and I are never going to agree off. But I took all that away. I took away her dust up with Cardi B, which was hilarious, by the way. Because as you heard in the opening, I played her piece when she went up to Congress. I'm sorry, not Congress, the Senate. And she basically went off on white supremacy, saying that it it's not as big a problem for black America as other factors. And I was cruising through YouTube to try to find a good clip to use. And I had saw that <laughs> the young turds, y'all know who they are. Those, those fools over there in LA, those Armenians who decide to champion with the left and everybody in the middle and the right do wrong and the left is benevolent. And they said that Cardi B wrecked her, which I don't know what they were watching. I guess maybe they were looking at who was funnier than, okay, fine. Who was using more foul language than Cardi destroyed her. But I saw that clip and it was just funny, but we leave them alone. So I took all that away, cleared my mind. The book took me... I want to say roughly I got it Wednesday. No, Tuesday. I got it Tuesday. Came out Tuesday because I I didn't get the physical book. I didn't get the hardcover. I got the digital copy off of Google. And I think it was, what, 10 bucks? I want to say. And I bought it last week. So, you know, they had to, you know, wait until it actually dropped. And it dropped, um, actually, yeah, dropped, I, yeah, dropped Tuesday. And 
you know, it was, I made mistake on other shows. I said it was 320 pages. I don't know where I got that number from. It was only 208. So and it was very easy reading. So I will give her kudos on that. It was very easy reading. I especially liked Larry Elder's forward. It was, I mean, God, dog. Y'all know me. I, Larry Elder is my dude. I like that man. That man keeps it real. I mean, and he he don't he hasn't changed in years. Ever since the TV show, the initial radio show, the man never wavered. So hopefully one day I can talk to him too because I have a lot of questions for him. But like I said, cleared my mind. I started reading it Tuesday night. I finished it last night. And my overall grade for it is an 8 out of 10. The only reason why I give it an 8 was because a lot of the stuff that she was talking about in the book, I already knew. So it was kind of like... To me, the way I read it, it was like reading an auditory history book. Kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like you get a history book and they're like telling you the information. That's how it felt. It was very, it was well sourced. She had her data points, which I did check and they were accurate. I did not know about her full story. So, you know, at the beginning of the book, she tells how she got lumped into politics, sort of. Well, not even politics, but more of how society it, how society is with white and black people in terms of racism and cultural differences when she explained how she got racist voicemails from some students at her school, her high school, and all um, all the attention she was getting from the media and how people were saying that she was she made it up and she had to deal with that and you know took a toll on her. Eventually she was you know acquitted of the charge of making it up but she also saw firsthand how political power can almost make things go away if you don't stay strong to what your convictions are. So it was an interesting read. And then she also talked about her grandparents, how her grandparents were an influence on her. And then how she left the conservative side and came over to the I guess the liberal side, the super liberal side. And then, you know, she had that slow awakening back to the conservative side. How Trump basically clinched it for her. So that was interesting. The one thing I did, I was shocked about was I did not know how extensive Franklin Delano Roosevelt's involvement with black America was. I always knew about his wife, Eleanor how she was a sort of a champion for black Americans in the thirties during the great depression. But I didn't know her husband was staunchly against it. So that's another L for the Democrats. And then, you know, she went into the history of black America. She mentioned 
you know, the 70s. She mentioned, you know, the crack epidemic. She mentioned, you know, how slaves were after the emancipation, the voting rights, the Civil Rights Act, welfare, you know, all the things that we hear the conservatives, the black conservatives especially, bring up to say that, you know, for what we went through, it's destroyed us, but, you know, there's ways to get out of it. So, like I said, it's like a history book. So it's basically just telling you again, here's your history of the party that most black people are part of. And if you're cool with this, then okay, then just come out and say you're cool with it. But it's also good to know your history. That way you can have an infer and uh politically inferred judgment, and then you can't waver on it. So all in all, like I said, the book is an eight out of ten. It's very easy reading. So I suggest you guys pick it up and read it. Even if you think she's a coon and a sellout and an Uncle Tom, even though that makes her a hero, but you know. Read the book, enjoy it. Um, you know, do, will I say it's worth another read around? I mean, unless you're, like I said, unless you're like me and you've been versed in reading about the history of us with the Democratic Party, maybe not, unless there's something in there you missed. But I think it's worth one or two reads to me. So Candace, great job on the book. Um, I am going to recommend it. So it is a recommendation for me. And, you know, also being that she's a black woman, got to support each other, whether you don't like them or not, support them. Because we already know it's tough. And it's only going to get tougher from here if we don't support each other. So that's it, y'all. And like I said, thank you so much for listening. I wasn't going to make this too long, but Ken Stone's book, really good. I have a couple shows coming up this weekend. We're going to have our regular show. Um, we're going to have... I have my interview with Shannon e. Johnson dropping tomorrow here on the channel. The video is going to be up along with the audio on all the streaming platforms, so you can pick which one you want. She has a really great smile, y'all, so... It was really easy to just feel relaxed and interview her. And she was a wealth of knowledge. So her website is a writer for a writer, right? Yeah, a writer, a writer for your writer.com. I probably said that wrong. She's gonna yell at me. Let me just make sure. Cause I don't want I don't want to get yelled at. Because if you saw what I posted on Instagram, uh, she got me told on my uh screenplay. So yes. It is called a writer for your writer.com. So I was right the second time. So, like I said, that's going to drop tomorrow, Friday, September 18th. And, like I said before at the beginning, I have two brothers coming on to talk about the election and how black men can make sure their voices are heard on that. So, that's going to be an interesting show. Rose and I are going to do our regular show. I have two more shows coming down the pike after that. My show with Queen Shalakemia is up now, so you can check that out later. 
Um, I also have, yes, Al Sharpton is caught my attention. Well, he's caught my attention for years, but I've compiled all the data. I've got my stuff. I'm going to eviscerate this man on the second edition of Negroes Don't Need Representation. Because what I heard this man say this week pissed me off to no end. So we're gonna I'm going to go into that. That's gonna be a nice emergency show. So, folks, thank you again for listening. Take care, stay safe, wear your masks, and make sure your hand sanitize everything. Goodbye. Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast, and also interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to YouTube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks.